Hello, everyone. This is A Moment in History, WCCS podcast, and I am Harrison Zyberg. This will be our 38th interview, and if my guests would like to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Nate Branson. I'm from Bloomington, Indiana. I'm our radio station, WIUX, LP Bloomington's director of special events, and I'm uh, really excited to get some stuff going with Wheaton and get to know Harrison a little bit more. Awesome. So the first question is just, can you tell us a little bit about your school and then maybe your radio station as well? Yeah, Indiana University is arguably, I'd say, the most diverse school in the Big Ten um, in the sense of, like, I love our studies. I love our campus. I think we have a beautiful, like, as I say, campus and just student life. Just there's so much diversity and everything else going on. Like, the garage scene is still on, like, basement house shows or, well, not during COVID, but... uh Amongst everything else, they're very much still alive. That underground music scene's there. And if you don't want to be involved in that, you don't have to by any means. There's always, it's so big with like 30 some thousand students on campus that you can always find your community. And it's been really nice here, just like being able to navigate that and seeing like my other friends just like going their own paths and just seeing like, okay, yeah, people can just be comfortable in their own ways here. I think that's a really, really special place about Indiana. Um, but the radio station, we, uh, it's completely student run. Um, we d we've been doing a lot of online concert streams lately, uh, just because of COVID and everything else. Um, and those have been pretty good. We try to link them up with some charities, get some donations, and those were pretty fun. Um, but recently, our university just opened up some open air venues. So we're seeing what we can do with that. Maybe not like attracting too much of like a crowd promotionally just again with everything but just like exploring that sort of thing getting shows back up but we've been doing a lot of interviews and stuff um in the past we've done shows with like skate parks um and roller derbies more more so the roller derby skate land um but yeah which is a big collective of news shows music shows and sports shows and either online or on 99.1 fm around so you said your school's like 30,000 students? About, I think it's 36. 36,000. So Whedon, I where, I, Whedon, where I go, is 1,700 students. Okay. So I know how Whedon has done its reopening. I chose to go remote. I'm still in my house right now, but I know how Whedon's reopened because I have friends on campus and I've read the emails. How does the school with 36,000 students reopen during a pandemic? How did it work for you? I mean, I wouldn't even say we're reopened, reopened yet. I mean, we are almost all online classes. I have one class that requires an in-person, but I was exposed to COVID like a few weeks ago. Um, so then my professor's like, just do it all online. So now I'm doing that one online too. And he's just like, just keep doing it online throughout the semester. I don't really care. I'm like, okay. Um, but other than that, mostly it's like half capacity of bars, no live music. Uh, we just got an ordinance from our mayor that limited group sizes to less than 15. Um, and if you have a group size over 15, then it can literally be broken up by the police. Um, and I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting because there's still people in dorms. They closed down the food courts though, and they're all doing like Grubhub through the food courts now. So no students are actually going there. Um, and yeah, there's like limited access on campus. So mm -hmm. it's different. How has COVID 
So again, at this point, I've been able to speak to students from across the country somewhat yeah. um, and get different perspectives, but I've never spoken to someone from Indiana. How, does, how has COVID been treated in your state? I guess, just for, first off, recently, how has it been treated and also just in these past few months? Yeah, um, in the past few months, at least the governor put a pause on our reopening back in June. Um, so he stopped us at phase like 4.5 is what they called it. And that was like 50% capacity at uh, restaurants or and like no own exclusive bars are still able to be open. But actually, I think that just changed because I did hear about some bars that reopened in Indianapolis. So that, that must be different now. I'm still a little bit behind on what's currently happening. It just feels like stuff's changing about every day. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of just limited capacity. And there's people that at first it didn't care as much. Um, and I think depending on where you go in Indiana, uh, you'll see a lot of people that are more like on the conservative side that may be more anti-mask and not really think about it. Um, but then there's other areas like Bloomington and a lot of Indianapolis um that are very conscious about it and a lot of people are still very very conscious about it and like distancing and masks and group size and i don't know i'd say it's moderate to like compared to most states as far as importance goes in like the average person's mind is there anything you miss from pre-covid months oh my god festivals man dude uh, I was going to go to so many music festivals this summer, and that just went down the tube. String Cheese Incident is my favorite band uh, behind me, if you know a String Cheese Incident by any chance. Okay. Have you ever heard of Electric Forest up in uh, Michigan? I will. I've My music knowledge does not go past the 80s. That's fair. That's fair. I would still really recommend you check out String Cheese, though. They've got, like, an incredible sound and really mesh with any sort of vibe um but yeah really miss festivals really miss so my internship was supposed to be uh working corporate events and pretty much everything um in person had to um had to be shut down so that had to be a really hard shift um then we ended up having to do or not having to we got to do one um one in-person event in the summer and then just like had a distance and just do our own thing and it was uh that was at least really fun still but definitely was a big shift and i ended up doing a lot more digital marketing than i thought i would this summer so uh, i didn't hear the last part you did a lot more what oh uh like just social media marketing and like digital mm -hmm. marketing stuff i was like actually doing stuff for my major i was like okay this is unexpected but still fun so what are your majors uh, marketing, law, and arts management. Um, I have an arts management minor, and then my law is like law ethics and decision making for a co-major. So do you, in these past few months, or this past year, because it's a lot more has happened in this year than just COVID. It's mm -hmm. been a pretty busy year, if anything. Has, that, has it affected at all how you view what you study or maybe what you want to go into after school? I mean, Maybe not this past year, but definitely about a year and a half ago. Like that's when I really solidified that I really need to be working in some sort of like arts or events. Um, 
just for like the entertainment purposes. Just like I, that was when I really started to go into a bunch of festivals. That's when I got swept into that sort of scene. Um, and it was like, okay, yeah, this is like an actual feasible thing that I can do and just like bring a lot of joy to the world. And that's like still headstrong on my mind, whether it's through like law or like marketing or like whatever. Now, what's something that you always think you're going to remember from the year 2020? Um, hmm. I'm always, yeah, I'm definitely going to remember the online concert stream, culture stream that WAUX put on. It was like a way like rush event um, and it ended up being really fun. And I just like hopped around and helped record a bunch of different bands over the summer. And we had some videos edited or we just had videos submitted to us. Um, and then we got them up and it was just good to like continue to share music during like quarantine COVID time. I think, um, I guess 2020 has been a, if anything, eventful year, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, do you consider yourself, do you try to keep up with the news? Yeah, I do try to keep up with the news. Um, but more than anything, it's like, uh, I like to keep in my moments. I like to keep mm -hmm. present in my my time really firmly. Um, but as far as like 2020 goes, like as mm -hmm. the year goes, uh, we had an Occupy Bloomington protest for Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter um, back when everything was going on. And we occupied the city's like capital or um, like center building. Um, or it was the courthouse, sorry. We were at the courthouse and we stayed there for a few weeks um, until police kicked us out. I wasn't there the entire time, but I was there intermittently, um, just like helping out. And that was like a really, really incredible show. And just like hearing people from like the town and just like everything that they've been through. Um, and just hearing like how present, like all that evil still is in Bloomington even, and like an area that is, in my opinion, incredible, but like it's got a long ways to go still. Like apparently there was a lot of light shown on uh, some shadows in the city this year. So I've spoken to people who have been to protests, even helped, helped plan protests. We said an Occupy move. I've never, I've interviewed someone who's done that. So I was wondering, can you just tell us what it was like day to day to be there, the, the days you were there? It's like, are there any moments that really stick out to you as like something you just going to remember? Yeah, I mean, there were always little confrontations of uh, just some alt-right people like coming up and just spouting something or just like being threatening and just like, hey, I, I'm like, I'm printing right now. And you're like, okay. And like, you just have to like stand your ground and be like, I know he's not going to do anything. He's like, this is the middle of everywhere. Or just like seeing um, like pe people's stuff got stolen and like, they're like, oh, let's like see if the police will help. And like, they never did. And it was like, okay, this is just, like, we are protesting the police. And like, yes, it's interesting to see this reaction, like counter reaction. Um, but like on a day to day, it was just, we had our tents up. Um, we had our chance. We had people just like sharing stories and stuff from around the town that like wanted to talk. Um, and it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of mixed groups of people. And it was really, really cool to see a lot of different experiences come together. Um, but like 
getting whatever you could, making sure everyone was hydrated, making sure everyone was safe, making sure everyone was calm, making sure everyone was focused, and eventually just like getting like some sort of demand system down. And uh, I wasn't really a part of the decision making by any means, um, or like much of it past that point. Um, but it was uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was just a lot of people just staying, staying and continuing to be there and continuing to protest, continuing to at least have your signs, at least get your demands down before you wanted to leave. Um, see like what you could do, see what you could show, see what you could bring out. Um, it was interesting. Was there any concerns about, at least maybe concerns that you had about going out to a protest or an Occupy movement during a pandemic when COVID was really a, still a reality and still is a reality? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just a, it's one of those things like assumption of risk is a very, very real thing that we can do. Um, and at that point I just committed to not really seeing people that were at risk. Um, because again, it was like an Occupy movement. And then after that, you just stay in town, stay in your house for the next couple of weeks and just do your part from there. You just got to figure out what, uh, what that sort of balance is. There's just two, uh, quick more questions about that, the Occupy movement, and then we're going to move on to something else. But one, what was the city's reaction to it? And then just for another one, was it a diverse age makeup or was it mostly young people or most like, what was the age makeup of the movement? It was a pretty diverse age makeup. Um, there were a lot of young people there, uh, but then I'd say a fair amount of people, like a couple, a few people in their 30s. Um, then quite a few people in their 40s and 60s, um, just different parts of the community all coming together. Um, and then what were the other two questions? And the other one was just how did the city react to it? Very mixed reaction. Um, some people were really nice about it. There were a lot of people that uh, threw some donations just to like go get supplies or go get food for everyone. Um, and then there were some people that, again, like were threatening and like very much just like shouting stuff or we had one person get hit by a car. Um, and yeah, and like people would come up and they'd be like, hey, I'm like printing. So they just like had, there was like stating that they had a concealed carry um, and like just wanted us to know like, hey, we will like find you sort of thing. Um, a couple friends got followed. Um, but then again, there were a lot of good people too. That's not, not at all what I'm trying to say either because Bloomington has, there were good people here, but there were also like, like I said, some, uh, people mm -hmm. looking out of the shadows. Were you afraid at all? At times. I mean, like you get followed a couple times. Like how can you not be a little bit afraid? Mm -hmm. Um, then you just sort of like a couple breaths realize you've got a network realize you've got support realize that you are safe and you're able to protect yourself and uh you're good mm -hmm. and then what drove you there to go there in the first place it was important i mean like we've had a lot of stories come out of people in the community that like whose deaths have been completely covered up um we just had a couple uh investigations reopen um Yeah, we've had a couple of investigations reopen. 
but yeah. it was a uh, gosh. <coughs> um, sorry about that, man. Um, just spacing for a sec. Um, we can move on if you'd like. Yeah, if you don't mind. Awesome. So, um, in a normal radio show, this would be live and then done, and we wouldn't have to be ever recording. But this is a podcast; it will be up. So, potentially in the future, if you want, you could listen back to your twenty-something-year-old self talking. Is there a message you would like to send yourself? I just hope I'm still having fun, man. I, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that I'm happy, but like. Even if in the present moment that I'm not happy, like I, I want to just make sure I have my fun. I make sure I want to have my friends. Make sure that my support is important to me, and like making sure I'm still going to shows. Got to keep going to shows, man. What are what have been the top? Give me some of the top shows you've been to. Uh, String Cheese Incident um, down in Halloween. I'd say like they did seven shows down there. Like the fifth show on Saturday, uh, that was an incredible experience. It was just a lot of people in the community, jam community coming together. It was like 20 some uh, people that ended up crossing stage uh, for like the space jam. Um, it was like a lot of futuristic music, very goofy. Um, then Greta Van Fleet, I'd say, honestly, it was probably number two. Um, they were incredible back in December a couple of years ago in Chicago. Um, I ended up getting there a little late and I was next to this like 70 year old couple. Um, and they looked over at me and they're like, they're, they're better than Zeppelin. Like you should just know that, um, know what you're experiencing and be lucky. I'm like, okay. So that, that was, that was incredible. And then, uh, got third. I'd probably say camp. Um, they're out of Ohio. I saw them at New Year's this past year and like their hometown and they were just like in the crowd and just like very much like with friends. And I was like, it was a very intimate time. It was a really, really incredible experience that and just like full serotonin all the time. But there was a, it was a, <coughs> it was a yeah. If you ever get to, I know you, in your internship was about corporate events um, or events. If you ever get to actually work like concert staff for a show, because that's what I did for I did two summers. I did that. It is definitely a different experience. Oh yeah, no, I, I've worked concert staff oh, yeah. for a few years. Yeah, I did a Keith Urban show with this internship, um, and then I worked for Live Nation like a couple years in security. Um, back at, uh, do you know what like Ruoff Home Music or Roth Home Mortgage Music Center is, or Klipsch Music Center. No, I don't think so. Deer Creek Verizon Wireless Music Center. Because I'm out of Massachusetts, so I don't. Oh yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking you're from uh, Wheaton, like down in Kentucky. No, not that one. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's that's a really fun outdoor venue that we end up, I end up working at for a couple of years. And did like some overnight security stuff and a um, little bit of marketing for it. That was fun. No, I have to. I have to ask because 
I have my weird stories from working concert staff at a small place, just like a 2,000 person place in New Hampshire. Do you have any, what's your weirdest story if you have one about working event staff? Uh, <clears throat> I've got a lot of weird stories. Um, unexpected, one time I was doing it overnight and uh, the rapper Russ, um, I didn't know like what was happening, um, but I saw someone's tour bus like open up. I knew Russ was the next morning show. Um, and I'm like walking up to it because it's like two in the morning. Um, and I'm like, hey, what's going on sort of thing. And guy walks out, super nice and like apologetic. He like shows me his ID and stuff. And it's like, it's Russ. And it's like, it's like actually him. I'm like, oh, damn. He's like, hey man, I'm just like looking for somewhere to like drink and like hang out and like party tonight. And he had like a few people with him. He's like, you want to like show me around and like lead me to VIP and stuff? I'm like, I, I guess, yeah, sure. Um, so like I radioed my boss. I'm like, hey, Russ is like here and he wants to just like hang out. Um, he's like, yeah, what are you doing? Just like show him around, like show him a good time, do whatever you can. Um, he's like, do anything you can. I'm like, I got you, man. Like, whatever. Um, and so ended up like leading him to like the roof of the VIP building at our like White River State Park music venue. Um, and they were just, uh, they were out until like seven in the morning, just like going hard. And I just like had to run stuff to them. And like, it was interesting, to say the least. I've had, um, I only had two experiences where I met, I worked stage door, which is, and you know, probably haven't been to Hampton, New Hampshire, but it's a weird, it's a weird setup. It's just like the, the stage door is like into a parking lot. And the first time it started to torrential rain and do you know who trombone shorty is uh yeah 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 so it was him and they were like hey do you want to like sit inside so it's just sitting inside the dressing room and this was my the summer of my senior year of high school and like none of them no one was talking to me but like i saw actually his trombone shorty just with like <laughs> ironing board and just ironing his pants as people play madden in the background so it's just weird like i'm just just like kid just sitting here watching like they're about to go on the stage and he's just ironing his pants and their people are playing mad and they're like, Do you want any water? It's like I'm fine. Just this weird experience of this like also um the band, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I worked stage door for them and I was just sitting there and hearing weird ska music coming out of it. Then just sort of waiting. It's like, okay, well, no one's rushing the door. Like no one even knows this is a door. Like no one's I'm just sitting here in case someone wanders in. Um, to go on to a, another question. Now you said earlier, like you really try to be in the moment, which is something I'm sort of jealous about because I find that hard for me to do. But if you can think just a roughly two week period, just a two week period in the past, what do you think like the biggest news story has been? I, I have not been up with news in the past two weeks, honestly. Um, unfortunately, gosh, that, that's embarrassing. Fine. Then we can. Um, so it's a new school year. Are you in your? Are you a junior, senior? Senior. Senior. So to go back at this point to March, do you remember the first moment you were told 
classes are moving online? Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, no one knew what they were doing. I felt like everyone was just sort of in like, not necessarily a panic, but uh, definitely like state of concern, state of change. And a lot of my professors were just sort of like, okay, well, the class became very much a, a different landscape. Like no one had Zoom classes like this yet. It was not in a developed state like compared to where we are right now. And it was just like, it, it became easy to get in your routine and like do well. How would you like rate the quality of the Zoom classes? Currently? Currently and then during the last semester. Last semester, they didn't even exist for me. I don't think I had like one necessarily mandatory live Zoom class because um, everything was able to be recorded and put online. Um, but those were nice, but <clears throat> I, those were nothing, like probably like a three, just because there was no content or minimal content to be delivered and important on there. And then this, I have a lot of in-person classes now and it's like I'm more so attending class than I was last semester. Um, probably like a seven-ish. Need to like actually focus and be more attentive in these. Now, is there any issue or topic that you really think should be getting like a lot of attention, like a lot of news coverage, people should be talking about it, but you think hasn't been in the last few months? It's like a sort of a forgotten issue. I mean, more than anything, people are still really struggling financially. Um, I feel like the, I know occasionally it's talked about when there's a vote for a new stimulus check, but we're really not talking about how this is the worst period financially ever. Like we reached 25% unemployment. We're not getting, though it appears we're getting better. It's more like back in LA where people's hours are now cut, people's wages are now cut. Um, like this is a hard time financially right now for everyone. I don't think that that's quite being underscored um, quite to the level that it needs to be, especially not when it's compared. I mean, 08 was a terrible recession, yes, but like right now we're still, we're still experiencing a lot of hard times in a lot of industries and a lot of industries that may experience permanent closing, like entertainment or any sort of events, anything that deals with live things, any restaurants. I mean, manufacturing facilities even, I mean, if they start to experience hot, hot spots, then they may need to close production. If it's a smaller firm, then you might be out of luck. I mean, like it's, uh, there's really a lot of hard things that are happening right now to a lot of small businesses and a lot of people that need support that are not getting it still. I mean, part of it, you could say it's up to the community, but I mean, at some point the wells can run dry there. I mean, it's interesting. It just, uh, there's a lot of chaos going on right now. And there's a lot of change that definitely needs to be happening um, in a lot of different ways. But it's also a recognition point that I don't think it's quite been made in the seriousness that it is right now. So 
I like to ask this question in these last few interviews because um, I'm really curious about it. I've asked, oh, I've talked to people that some people I've known for a long time and have been friends with, like in the first interviews. And like with you, I've, this is the first time seeing you face to face or Zoom screen to Zoom screen. So why did you agree to be interviewed? Why did you agree to have your voice part of this record? I thought it'd be a good time more than anything else, honestly. Um, I was really interested in getting to know some new people from different areas or finding the questions that you would ask and just sort of uh, trying to understand an interviewer from, from out in New Hampshire more than anything right now. So this is my favorite question. Um, especially to see different people's reactions to it. But when is the next time, if not already, that you think you'll be able to shake a stranger's hand and not feel weird about it? Huh. I mean, ideally there'd be a vaccine that's nice, but I mean, I could pass my mind, I think in the next like, few months like by December um it could pass my mind easily and just sort of like I could shake someone's hand and be like oh go wash my hands and not really think too much about it now is there anything um if anything these months have been stressful for a lot of people um is there any music or books or tv shows or movies or just activities you've turned to to help take your mind off of things I've been working a lot, honestly, my um, internship, because we've been doing virtual uh, corporate events. Um, so that's been really nice just to have continuous work to do. And then I have been watching uh, some string cheese incident shows. Um, they have Friday Night Cheese, and that's just like they release a uh, new recording from a different show. And then I watched all of Naruto. All of Naruto. I'd never seen it before, but my friends were like, man, you've, you don't have a lot of uh, binge time right now. Or like, you could just like try to just have that for the rest of the year. I'm like, oh, I'll try. And then just destroyed it. Absolutely wiped it out. <laughs> and a lot of my friends from back at school love that show. Absolutely. I've never, I've never seen an episode. It's pretty good, honestly. It, I would, uh, if you're willing to put in a little bit of effort or if you like animation, um, mm -hmm. it's fun. It's definitely a fun show. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about just the, I had a virtual internship myself. I'm just curious, how did yours work? Like, what was the work you were doing? Um, how did it transition to virtual? Was that difficult? We ended up doing more of a hybrid internship. Um, and we had the close reporting if people had any sort of contact and you'd go into quarantine similar to how a lot of work is right now um so there are a lot of times where people would all be quarantined in their own spaces and then we would just have our own projects that we'd be working on i was mostly on the social media side so that was luckily already pretty virtual um but we as a company pivoted more to like trying to get virtual conferences set up and like having some combining pre-recorded content with live content and like using some different interfaces that companies haven't seen before um, just to like deliver like a one product similar to like how we deliver one trade show. 
Um, so that was an interesting transition and we're still in the process of perfecting that right now. Um, and then we, uh, yeah, we also had to make a hard shift over the summer with WIUX um, because we weren't able to have any sort of live shows um, and then had to transition back into or transition into more online content. Um, now even still gonna probably end up transitioning to more online content um, and just sort of like getting that presence up a lot stronger. Now I'd like to ask, um, we're nearing the last written questions of the interview and this is a question you usually ask earlier but I'm so I'm a history major so I'm really interested in the idea that this will be a year that's like that's studied that people write books about or will have shows about or write music about. It's like, it's going to be, I think, a theme. Um, what issues or like topics or events do you think the people who write about this year, like what do you think they'll focus on? The focus on the Black Lives Matter movement, um, definitely misinformation um, led by whatever side of the media ends up on top in the end. Um, and I think this year's election is going to be incredibly important. Um, the results of this election, I, ho I hope at least, will drive more change in this country one way or another. Um, hopefully for the better, though. Definitely hopefully for the better. Are you, are you excited for the election? Are you nervous at all? Are you, what are your feelings towards it? Oh, I'm, I definitely say I'm nervous. I mean, like, I don't even know if Biden or Trump wins, like, how excited I'm going to be. I'm more nervous about the country's reaction at the end of the day, because um, there's a lot of charged up people on both sides. To say the very least, I think this is, could very well be a turning point in some sort of way and driving some sort of more radical change on one side or the other. Now, actually, what you just said, saying it's a turning point, um, that sort of goes into my next question. I think we see um, a lot of times our history will be like, oh, this was a turning point or this was like a generational moment. Like, do you think that this year will be like a, a generational moment for people around our age that just always sticks with us? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, we're socially starved at one of the points mm -hmm. we need the most social interaction or at least feels like we do. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're crazy kids, man. But, and we're losing a lot of college. We're losing a lot of work. We're, this is interesting. It's definitely really, really interesting. I mean, I'm going to be curious to see how we'll interact. Like, if this is our moment mm -hmm. versus like our, us and our parents' moments, us and mm -hmm. our like smallest of siblings or like our nieces and nephews' moments. Mm -hmm. Um, just sort of like similar to how there's some sort of like slight divide between like the late 90s um, babies and like millennials versus like Gen Z mm -hmm. and all that. Um, but uh, this could very much be like something that will always be remembered. Mm -hmm. We've been inside for like months and months and months and things are just closing and the culture is changing. Mm -hmm. right People are, looks like unifying in a bipolar sense. Interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. Can you say what you mean by unifying in a bipolar sense? 
I mean, you right now it's very much you're shifting to the political left. You're shifting to the political right. Um, if you haven't done so already, it's becoming harder and harder to be a moderate um, on most issues because it's becoming down to like a life or death thing now. Police brutality, class marginalization. I mean financial impact even it's just interesting to see what side people want to choose themselves to be on and if they want systematic change or not if they want systematic change for someone that claims it's going to be systematic change or someone that hopefully will actually institute some sort of protective measures and just like watch after the communities that they're supposed to protect what do you think you're going to take with you from this year then? Because you said you think it's going to be a moment that is remembered. What do you think you're going to take with you? Hopefully I'm going to take some really strong morals and continue on with them more than anything else. Because, I mean, music taste, interests, and everything else, and, like, the things that, like, I think I like on that sense, I always have liked and I always will like. That's not something that's really developed. But this year it's, like, it's cemented down the – the lines that you can take with people and the things that you can tolerate, the things that you can't tolerate before change needs to occur. I mean, just like simple kindness. I mean, and anything less just like shouldn't really be, uh, shouldn't be the standard. Standard should be something more like kindness and love and care and respect for all your neighbors more than anything else, all of your neighbors. And if they're not, then you stand with them. You stand with them, you stand with them hard. So I, I like to give the opportunity for everyone I interview just to say, is there anything else that we haven't talked about, haven't mentioned that you really want to before I move on to the last questions? Um, not too much. More than anything, I would just say for everyone that potentially listens to this, just like treat everybody with respect and kindness, especially those in your unhoused communities and your neighborhoods. Be sure to treat them with love and respect and kindness. They've been through a lot and they're going through a lot. Whatever you can do to help is always going to be more than grateful. So we're on to the last two questions, which have, these are the ones that have remained consistent now, 38 interviews in. Um, but what do you think the next steps are? The next steps for you, for your school, for your community, like however, whatever group you want to interpret that to or put that to, what do you think the next steps moving forward should be? Um, right now, I'm just starting out a couple new jobs, so just sort of seeing how those pan out, but next steps, next steps, I need to go to law school. I need to keep developing my thought, um, either that or I need to, like, really focus in on one job in one industry and get good and specialize. I think now is the time, like, people like us, late or early 20s, um, we've gained a lot of talents and it's time to, uh, time to shoot a path and see how it goes. You may have said this before, but you know what kind of law you want to study? Uh, I want to go into music law or like copyright. Um, event, see what that sort of thing takes me. Right now I'm in agency marketing, so mm-hmm. agency law seems to tie up pretty easy. And we'll move on to the last question, which... This is what I'm most curious. This is what I'm most curious in the answers. But 
very directly, are you hopeful? Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. I don't, I'm not hopeful that change is going to be easy. I'm not hopeful that everything's going to be coming our way really soon even, but I'm, I'm hopeful that at least people like us, people around our age group, people that have a solid head on their shoulders and a lot of other people um, will continue to show love and kindness around this country and prioritize that more than anything else. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today um, and taking the time to talk to me. For sure. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast, man. This is a really fun thing. Thank you. So thank you for sharing it for all of our listeners. Um, once again, this was WCCS podcast, A Moment in History, our 38th episode, 38th interview. I am Harrison Zyberg. And for all the people who will listen to this the next few days, I hope you get to hear another perspective that's new to you. And for all the people who may listen to this in the future, I hope this tells you a little bit about what it was like to live through the year 2020. And thank you for listening.